And when a year was ended, Perseus hired Phoenicians from Tyr, and cut down cedars, and built himself a noble galley, and painted its cheeks with vermilion, and pitched its sides with pitch. And in it he placed Andromeda, and all her dowry of jewels and rich shawls and spices from the east. And great was the weeping when they rode away. But the remembrance of his brave deed was left behind, and Andromeda's rock was shown at Iopa in Palestine, till more than a thousand years were passed. So Perseus and the Phoenicians rode to the westward, across the Sea of Crete, until they came to the great blue Aegean, and the pleasant isles of Hellas and Seraphis, his ancient home. He left his galley on the beach and returned to his childhood home, where he embraced his mother, and Dictus his good foster father, and they wept over each other a long while, for it was seven years and more since they had last seen one another. Then Perseus went out and up the hill to the hall of Polydectes, and underneath the goatskin he bore the gorgon's head. And when he came into the hall, Polydectes sat at the table head, and all his nobles and landowners on either side, each according to his rank, feasting on the fish and the goat's flesh, and drinking the blood-red wine. The harpers harped, and the revelers shouted, and the wine cups rang merrily as they passed from hand to hand, and great was the noise in the hall of Polydectes. Perseus stood upon the threshold and called out to the king by name, but none of the guests knew Perseus by his appearance, for he was changed by his long journey. He had gone out a boy, and he had returned a hero. His eyes shone like an eagle's, and his beard was like a lion's beard, and he stood up like a wild bull in his pride. But Polydectes the wicked knew him, and hardened his heart still more, and scornfully he called, Aha, foundling! Have you found it more easy to promise than to fulfill? Perseus sharply replied, Those whom the gods help fulfill their promises, and those who despise them reap as they have sown. Behold, the gorgon's head! Then Perseus drew back the goatskin, and held aloft the gorgon's head. Pale grew Polydectes and his guests as they looked upon that dreadful face. They tried to rise up from their seats, but from their seats they never rose, and instead stiffened, each man where he sat, into a ring of cold, gray stones forever. Then Perseus turned and left them, and went down to his galley in the bay, and he gave the kingdom to good Dictus, and sailed away with his mother and his bride. And Polydectes and his guests sat still, with the wine cups before them on the board, till the rafters crumbled down above their heads, and the walls behind their backs, and the table crumbled down between them, and the grass sprung up about their feet. But Polydectes and his guests sit on that hillside still, a ring of pale stones. But Perseus rode westward towards Argos, and landed, and went up into the town, and when he came, he found that Acrisius his grandfather had fled, for Proetus his wicked brother had made war against him afresh, and had come across the river from Tyrans, and conquered Argos, and Acrisius had fled to Larissa, in the country of the wild Pelasgians. Perseus then called the Argives together, and told them who he was, 
and told them all the noble deeds which he had done. And all the nobles and the yeomen made him king, for they saw that he had a royal heart. And they fought with him against Argos, and took it, and killed Proetus, and made the Cyclopes serve them, and build them walls around Argos, like the walls which they had built in Tyrans. And there were great rejoicings in the vale of Argos, because they now had a king from Father Zeus. But Perseus's heart yearned after his grandfather still, and he said, Surely he is my flesh and blood, and he will love me now that I have come home with honor. I will go and find him and bring him home, and we will reign together in peace. So Perseus sailed away with his Phoenicians round Hydrea and Sunium, past Marathon and the Attic shore, and through Euripus, and up along the Euboean Sea, till he came to the town of Larissa, where the wild Pelasgi dwelt. And when he came there, all the people were in the fields, and there was feasting and all kinds of games. For Teutomenes, their king, wished to honor Acrisius, because he was the king of a mighty land. So Perseus did not tell his name, but went up to the games unknown. For he said, If I carry away the prize in the games, my grandfather's heart will be softened towards me, and he will return home with me. So he threw off his helmet and his cuirass and all his clothes, and stood among the youths of Larissa, while all wondered at him and said, Who is this young stranger who stands like a wild bull in his pride? Surely he is one of the heroes, the sons of the immortals from Olympus. And when the games began, they wondered yet more, for Perseus was the best man of all, at running, at leaping, and wrestling, and throwing the javelin. And he won four crowns, and took them, and then said to himself, There is a fifth crown yet to be won. I will win that, and lay them all upon the knees of my grandfather. And as he spoke, he saw where Acrisius sat, by the side of the king, with his white beard flowing down upon his knees, and his royal staff in his hand. And Perseus wept when he looked at him, for his heart yearned after his kin. And he said, Surely he is a kingly old man, yet he need not be ashamed of his grandson. Then he took the quoits and hurled them, five fathoms beyond all the rest. And the people shouted, Further yet, brave stranger! There has never been such a hurler in this land. So Perseus put out all of his strength and hurled again, and a gust of wind came forth from the sea and carried the quoit aside, far beyond all the rest. And it fell on the foot of Acrisius, and he swooned away with the pain. Perseus shrieked and ran up to him, but when they lifted the old man up, he was dead, for his life was slow and feeble. So Perseus rend his clothes and cast dust upon his head, and wept a long while for his grandfather. At last he rose and called to all the people aloud and said, The gods are true, and what they have ordained must be. I am Perseus, the grandson of this dead man, the far-famed slayer of the Gorgon. Then he told them the story of his life, and how a prophecy had declared that he should kill his grandfather. And so the people made a great mourning for Acrisius, and burnt him on a right rich pile. And Perseus went to the temple, and was purified from the guilt of the death. Then he went home again to Argos, and reigned there well with fair Andromeda. 
and they had four sons and three daughters, and died in a good old age. And when they died, the ancients say, Athena took them up into the sky, with Cepheus and Cassiopeia, and there, on starlit nights, you may see them shining still, Cepheus with his kingly crown, and Cassiopeia in her ivory chair, plaiting her star-spangled tresses, and Perseus with the gorgon's head, and fair Andromeda beside him, spreading her long, white arms across the heaven, just as she stood when chained to the stone. All night long they shine, for a beacon to wandering sailors, but all day they feast with the gods on the still blue peaks of Olympus. <laughs>